This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Dips inside and hits. Oh, oh, what, a what a goal! Right, that is from Ross Wallace. Chris Waddle, is he going to have a crack? Oh, he does, it's good! Anything Paul Gascoigne can do, Chris Waddle can do. One by Stephen Fletcher back towards Adam Rich! Oh, Hello and welcome to the Oppo's View, the show where we get the lowdown on our upcoming opponents. This weekend, we make the uh, trip down to Gillingham as we look to get back to winning ways after two drop points midweek against Accrington. Uh, with us to do that is lifelong Gillingham fan Lewis Browning. Lewis, mate, how are you? You all right? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll get straight into it then. Uh, I mean, before we talk about form, etc. I mean, one thing that has changed since uh, we played you and since you came to Hillsborough earlier on in the season is obviously your manager's changed. Uh, then it was Steve Evans, <laughs> so that quietly, uh, and you uh, and you brought in Neil Harris. Uh, first of all, what what are your thoughts on sacking Evans and, and then what did you think when Neil Harris was appointed? Yeah, I think with Steve Evans, it was very much when he was appointed, it was very much rip up any structure we've got at the club and just sort of go for the miracle and hope he can nab a promotion or something like that. And we've got a couple of top 10 finishes, but this year it just all unraveled. And we always knew that when it was going to go wrong, it was going to go horribly wrong. And there was no football structure there. The squad was thin. There were consistent injuries that we're still suffering now, really. And it was on the back of um, an Ipswich game at Priestfield we lost 4-0 and it was humiliating and we were absolutely terrible and that was when it sort of turned for me when I thought okay now it, now I think as everyone sort of accepted it's time to move on and Evans thought that obviously the chairman thought that the fans thought that and it was it looked like it was a bit too little too late uh, Steve Lovell had four games as interim manager only got a point and the last game we got hammered 7-2 against Oxford at home and it was it was absolutely awful and we re- it really looked like there was no way back Um 10 points off safety we were conceding left right and centre we weren't scoring enough goals 
And then I remember waking up one day and um, the club socials account posted that they often do these recaps to sort of on this day we had this result, that sort of thing. And they posted a game that sort of Neil Harris scored in and there was a few murmurs anyway. Yeah. And they put sort of, oh, Neil Harris, wink. And everyone was like, hang on a minute. And then two hours later, he was announced as manager. And I thought, wow, we're, we're punching above our weight here, really. Um, I think there's no doubt he's a championship caliber, caliber manager. And a lot of people thought that it was sort of, okay, we'll, we'll give it to the end of the season. If we go down, he'll leave and then we'll have to start again. But it sounds like he's in it for the long run. Um, he's a great guy. He's done wonders for us so far. He's sorted us out defensively, which was the main thing. We're still struggling to score goals, but he's cut the gap from safety to from 10 points to just goal difference now. So he's he's done wonders with the squad we've got, with the situation we were in. And if he keeps us up, I think he deserves a statue to be honest. Yeah, I mean... What what are your expectations? I mean, what what were your expectations at the start of the season? Like you said, you finished tenth. What the, the the previous two seasons? Yeah. Um. And and kind of what are your expectations now? I'm guessing they've they've changed almost on a weekly basis for you this season. Yeah, I mean, going into the season, I think we were we were hoping for a, a similar season to the last couple of years. You know, top half. We lost a couple of our key players in Jordan Graham, Conor Ogilvie, and when you're a sort of club of our size, our budget, it's always going to be hard to replace two of the best in the league really in their position. So we knew it was going to be, the squad was going to be worse. The league was getting harder with people like yourselves coming into it. And I think we just sort of wanted another season where maybe we could push the top seven, top six, but we we weren't going to be in any danger. And that was always what Steve Evans promised. We weren't going to be in relegation danger like we had been in previous years. And that obviously didn't didn't turn out. And the longer time went on, you think, oh, I right, we'll sort it out. But then you do sort of start to realise that you're in a relegation battle and it's not it's not pretty. But I think when when Neil Harris came in, everyone expected to cut expected us to go down. If there was someone that could have got us out of it, it would be him. Um at the minute expectations I do expect us to stay up to be honest but that's not necessarily I mean we've done okay since Harris has come in like I say he's cut the gap but teams around us are just in the nicest way awful like Doncaster Wimbledon Morecambe they can't pick up points so we've closed the gap yeah but they've also not helped themselves at all and I think yeah there's only a few teams in it now I think there's probably about six teams that are in danger maybe a couple have gone already and then I think the expectation is to stay up now, but it's going to be close still. Yeah, because it probably goes up to 19th, doesn't it, really? Fleetwood, uh, you know, Lincoln are uh, uh, eight points clear of yourselves and you know, yeah, Wimbledon and Fleetwood at the, at the time of recording this. Uh, but, but they're in dire straits as well. You know, they've, I'm just looking now and there's not much green at the bottom. Other than, you, you know, you've picked up two wins in your last five, which we'll come on to in a in a short while. But apart from that, I think there's only a win from, from Doncaster and Crew in what's how many games is that? A lot of games, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, you're like the, the form, the form team near the bottom um, at the moment. Yeah. If you want to put it like that, I mean, you, you just touched on there, and you know, it's not being pretty and what have you. I mean, I I want to touch on that uh, a little bit because, I mean, I was just looking at your your recent games. Well, actually, over the course of the season, you rarely get over thirty. 35% possession well you actually average 38% possession over the course of the season uh, I looked at the game against Doncaster and you only strung 122 passes together but you're probably going to tell me that well we won, we won that game and we've got three points so it don't it don't really matter but is it not frustrating to watch or is it a case of just do whatever needs to be done to, to survive in this division yeah, I mean, under Evans and Lovell, it was frustrating to watch because our defence was so bad and we were conceding so many goals. So when it when it didn't work, I mean, everyone everyone knows how Steve Evans plays football, right? Frustrate the opposition, wind up the referee, that sort of thing. Um, you know, shout, bellow, everything and try and, as you say, shit house a result. Um, 
but yeah, I think under Harris, he's sort of turned it around in terms of first thing he did was go to a back five, change the goalkeeper, get the defence settled and focus on shape really. And now it is literally just defend first, defend first, defend first. I was at the Valley on Tuesday um, and we lost 1-0. It was a goalkeeper error, which was annoying, but literally there's hardly any pressure on the ball. Let the team, let, let the other team have the ball as much as they want. Just stay in it, defend first. And just looking at our results, once Harris has come in, you know, we've, we've only lost, apart from the Bolton game and Plymouth game, we've only lost by the old goal and we've kept a lot of clean sheets as well. So defend first, it's it's not, of course it's frustrating. If you were at the start of the season, it'd be frustrating. But when you're in our situation, you do just do whatever you can to try and get a result. And like I say, with the Doncaster game, I mean, I, did, I didn't go up there, but we got a result against the team around us. We kept a clean sheet, defend first, and then it, it'll reap the reward so we can nick something at the other end. So I think if it was in the middle of the season or at the start of the season, it would be frustrating to watch. But at this, at this point in the season, it's not because I think everyone is very much understanding of the situation we're in, of the facilities we've got, of the players we've got. And it's just the best way to try and get a result at the minute, I think. Yeah, I mean, um, just, just going... Uh into obviously Saturday's game Um, just looking again on uh, the times where we've played each other I didn't realise that we've not beaten you in our last six meetings between the two sides I mean three draws and three defeats we have to go back to 2001 in the championship to to find a time where we actually beat you Um, obviously I just want to you know just go back to the the game earlier on this season Um, 13th of November it seems like an absolute eternity away obviously a 1-1 draw um, you know Florian Canberra equalised after a Vidane Oliver goal Um, I mean what what were your thoughts on that game Um, just on a on a whole because yeah it was very frustrating as a as a Wednesday fan anyway put it that way yeah, I mean, I mean, any team going to Hillsborough this season will probably think a point is a good result, really. But so it, it was a good, it was a good result uh, for us, especially because it was well, we were in, we weren't in awful form at that point. I think we just got a point at Bolton. Um, we're drawn at home to Accrington, so given our standards, we beat Doncaster. Well, given our standards this season, that's not that's not a bad result at all, and that's a decent on the form to be fair. But it was frustrating, to obviously go ahead and not see out the game but I think speaking to you before we started recording it was it was sort of get a point any way you can and waste as much time as possible and just try and get whatever you can so yeah it was a good point it was a good point um, at the time and I mean looking back now you take another one of them at the weekend too yeah definitely I mean yeah it weren't like I said it wasn't a a great game to watch, but I suppose you've got like you just alluded to there, two different two different sides with two different objectives going going into that game. Um, just on on your recent form, then, um, like we just said, you know, five games, bit of a mixed bag of results. You've had wins against Lincoln and Doncaster, a draw against Wimbledon, and then you know, a, a defeat most recently against Charlton, and then also one against Bolton. I mean, what what were the performances like in, in those in those games? Because sometimes the, the scoreline doesn't quite reflect how how a game is played like I said earlier you know when we got beat by Rotherham 2-0 it was probably one of the best performances that we'd had all season so yeah sometimes the scoreline doesn't always give you a true picture does it yeah it doesn't and I think um we've had a sort of trend this season where we've well especially since Harris has come in where we've we've managed to beat the teams around us so we beat crew beat Cambridge um beat Doncaster, beat Lincoln, a frustrating draw against Wimbledon that you mentioned, but we probably should have won that game as well. And looking back now as well, given where they are and where we are, that would have been a massive, if, that would have been massive if we could sort of flip that. But yeah, looking back on it, um, as I say, it's sort of defend first. So you- 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. got three clean sheets in there um, in the last five. So the Lincoln game away was an absolutely massive result. Um, two, uh, two decent goals, but two reasonably late goals as well, um, both in the last 15 minutes. And that was a good one because they were, they were down there. And if you look at our run to the end of the season I think we've only got two teams left that are in the bottom half of the table so it's good to pick up the points against the teams that are around us especially because it means they're not getting points as well but I think that was the point where people started to believe that this survival bid could really be on the Bolton game was really disappointing because Bolton were a good side you know they were one of the best sides I've seen come down to Priestfield this season but Dan Phillips got sent off at 1-0 his third red card of the season. So what, what can you do? But I think Bolton, you know, sometimes you just got to hold your hands up and say the other team is better. Uh, Doncaster, again, another massive win against the team around us. As I say, um, you mentioned the passing stats. It's literally just defend first, stay in the game as long as you can and try and nick something. Well, you scored, against you scored, you scored after, what, a minute, didn't you? <laughs> Something like that. So. Yeah. yeah, literally. I think it was about 50 seconds, score early and then sort of, defend, stay ahead and, you know, just take the game as deep as you can, really. Um, against Charlton, we, we it was disappointing because I was looking forward to, to this game. And I thought, because they're not in great form either, that we'd, we'd get something, really. But we never really looked like scoring and a goalkeeper error cost us in the end. I think a draw probably would have been fair. But overall, it's a bit inconsistent, but we've beat the teams around us, which I suppose they're the games you'd rather win. And the performances of well, anything's better than what Steve Evans is producing this year. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to move on to, to to players to watch as well. I've picked a couple of out, and you can obviously chip in with a few yourself. Um, the obvious one is Vidian Oliver. I mean, you know, he, he scored in the reverse fixture at Hillsborough. He's got eight goals, you know, from the 29 that you've scored this season. Which, um, you know, I mean, when when he came to Hillsborough, you know, he. he He's he's a big big unit in here, you know. He's he holds the ball up well. Uh, obviously, if you if you've looked up target man in the dictionary, you'd put Vidane Oliver there. He's uh, you know good at doing that job. I mean, how much do you rely on uh, on Vidane, like throughout the season? A lot, yeah. I mean, he got twenty last year, so he's no, he's no slouch. But he he wins literally everything in the air. Like you do very well if you win a header against Vidane Oliver. Um, it is scrappy. It is a lot of the time it's long ball and you've got to bank on people getting getting onto his flick-ons. Um, his hold-up play and link-up play have improved, but sometimes he takes a little bit too long. But I'm sure I'm sure they're working on that. He's working on that. But yeah, in terms of relying on him, you know, he's our best goal scorer. He's our main man. He's the focal point that we look to if we want to get the ball forward quickly. Um, he had a few games out probably about a month ago because his wife gave birth and you could see how different it was when he's not in the team. So a lot of people 
you know, with a target man, but some people like target men, some people don't like target men, but you can definitely see the difference when he's not playing and he's, he is vital to, to the Gillingham team. Yeah, another one I've picked out is uh, Max Aimer, um, mainly just because he's pretty much played every single game for you this season. Um, you know, your, your centre-back, and again, I'm guessing he's another key part, especially when you've just been saying that it's, you know, defend first. It must be good to have someone that's that's been there, you know, throughout the whole course of the season. It's not chopping and changing. Yeah, he's a bit he's a bit hit and miss, Max Aimer, because he's been with us for so many years. I can't remember what year he signed, but we're talking like sort of 2014, 2015. And he did leave and come back. Uh, he had a year at Bristol Rovers, but he's often split opinion with Gillingham fans. And it seems whenever he's got a decent partner next to him, so John Egan, Gabriel Zakawani, people like that, he he shines. And then if, if not, he sort of struggles. And this year... I don't know why, but him and Jack Tucker didn't really click when they were playing in the back four. But ever since we've gone to the back three, um, he's sort of gone into the middle and he's quite limited as a footballer, really. So he's there to sweep everything up. and Head and kick it, basically. Yeah, pretty much. You want to, <laughs> basically don't want him to have the ball at his feet, but he will literally just cover anything that, that goes near him, ideally. So Tucker and Masterson, either side of him, they're the ones that are going to sort of get on the ball a bit more, maybe sort of come out of the back line, whereas Max is just sort of, ball comes near him, get rid of it straight away. So he he, ben, he benefits with the protection. Um, I think he's just, just down to league one centre-backs, to be fair, but he's been our captain on a couple of occasions and he is important to that sort of defend-first approach in terms of sort of marshalling the back five and, and, and sort of controlling what goes on back there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, any other players that you want to pick out as uh, ones to watch? We've not really got many players left, to be fair, because of the injuries. <laughs> I think on Tuesday, we had six on the bench, three were teenagers, one was a keeper, one was a centre-back, four were teenagers maybe. But yeah, we're limited for options. But the, the one I would want to point out is Ben Thompson. Um, came in from Millwall, literally just the Neil Harris pool, I think, on deadline day. Um, Harris worked with him at Millwall a lot. We lost Kyle Dempsey to Bolton, who was our captain, been our best player over the last couple of years for me. And yeah, it was, it was really unfortunate to lose him because um, he's such a key player. But Thompson coming in, I don't think he's a downgrade on Dempsey at all, really. Um, he's hit it off with the fans straight away. He's, he's the man that sort of gets on the ball in the midfield, tries to drive forward. He's got that little bit of quality about him. So he's probably the other one I'd point out, especially where we're so limited in forward areas with the injuries in the 10 squad we've got. He's the man that sort of looked to to create anything and actually drive the team forward. Yeah, I mean, j- just in terms of uh, you know the formation that you're going to be like, you, s- you said it's changed. Is it is it more of a what a five three two? Is it that you that you play now? Yeah, so Harris has said himself he's never played a back three in his whole career, but that's literally the first thing he did when he came into us is play that back five. Um, the wing backs have sort of swapped a lot, but the back three has been Tucker, Masterson, and Aimer. Um, the wing backs, uh, Jackson, Ryan Jackson's injured, Robbie McKenzie got injured against Charlton, so we're literally scraping the barrel really. But yeah, it's been a it's been a five three two slash five, if you like, two three. Um when we were struggling going forward, I mean Charlie Kelman scored against um Doncaster but him and Tom Dixon Peters were not really doing the job really so he did sort of just sort of go with four centre midfielders play Thompson and it was really O'Keefe off of Oliver if someone could stay fit for a couple of games Ben Reeves or Mustafa Carriol but their fitness is awful um, and then when Dan Phillips was around as well he he was sort of providing that protection for another one to go forward but yeah since Kelman got the goal Oh, the last couple of games has been that 5-3-2 so midfield three of Stuart O'Keefe Ben Thompson Ollie Lee and then Kelman and Oliver up front so I think it'll be it'll be well we literally don't have any other options so I think it'll be quite similar on Saturday Yeah I mean we play that 
uh, it's, it's kind of a similar thing to us, really. You know, Darren Moore played a four-two-three-one through much of his time at Doncaster. We started playing that at the early on, early part of the season. Then, you know, due to injuries, a bit like yourself, really switched to a you know three-five-two or a, or a five-three-two, whichever way you want to look at it with wing backs. And uh, and yeah, uh, obviously, it looks like we're going to be matching each other up uh, at the weekend yeah. in terms of in terms of formation. Um, obviously, before I uh, n- nail you down to a, a score prediction, just a couple of things. Uh, what what are your thoughts on on Sheffield Wednesday then from a from the outside looking in? Yeah, I mean, I think the size of the club, everyone sort of expected you to be right up there, and it's not as if you're not up there. Um, you're sort of knocking on the door of the playoffs, and it feels like it's been like that for a while. Um, I think it'd be well. Would it be fair to say it's a little bit inconsistent losing to Cambridge? Uh, sorry, losing to Lincoln, hammering Cambridge, um, and you've got a bit of a mixed run in. But you've got a very good team on paper. You've got players that can decimate teams. Uh, championship caliber players like Barry Bannon, Berahino, people like that. Similar system to us as well. Probably should be higher up. I don't know if Darren Moore splits opinion from what I've seen a little bit. Um, but I think obviously he's, he seems a bit settled now with a change of formation, as you say. But you know, means out of it. But I think you you should be higher, really. And you, I, I'd expect you to get to get playoffs. I think. Yeah, I mean, it must be strange as well. You know, opposition looking in, you think, oh dear, they've, they've hammered Cambridge six 0 and then. You just think, you know, you must be fearing for for Saturday, but then we play Accrington on Tuesday, yeah. and and we get, you know, it's it's a one-one draw, so you probably get a bit of uh, a bit a bit of hope from from that. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, yeah, f- football's yeah. a football's a funny old game, isn't it? Um, obviously we've you know, we've got about what three and a half thousand fans that are making the trip down to the to stand on the scaffolding in your away end. Um, <laughs> hopefully it's not raining like you did at Accrington because they've got a bit <laughs> of a similar setup, but. Um, but yeah, for, for all the fans that are listening that are travelling down to, to Gillingham, where where do they need to go for a pre-match pint? Where's the best place to go? Yeah, um, yeah, I think I think to be fair, you'll you'll have half of the Gordon Road stand as well because there's probably yeah. going to be as many away fans as there are home fans. So yeah, good following. Um, you asked me this earlier. You said you were going to ask me this. So I, <laughs> I don't I don't drink. I don't go to the pub really. So I had to do a lot of research. Oh, I'm um, gone then. So I've used the match day man and I think the main one that Gillingham fans do sort of know is the Fleur de Lis. Um, it's designated for away supporters on, on Gillingham Road. Um, you've got the Cricketers, the Britannia, um, past and present and also the Will Adams, which is probably near the Will Adams roundabout, but I don't know. But my dad my dad said there's one opposite the station, there's one opposite the bus station as well. So yeah, you shouldn't be short for options. Yeah, we, uh, they like a few drinks, like like any football fans, uh, yeah. fans do, of course. Uh, right, let's... Um... Let's nail you to a score prediction then, Lewis. What one with your heart and one with your head? Because it could be different. <laughs> um, yeah. With, with, with your heart, you're always going to back a Gillingham win, of course, aren't you? Yeah, that's the thing. I I, I really can't see us getting anything. To be fair, um, I, I said we beat Bolton on the radio and uh, we lost three 0 So, um, <laughs> uh, with my heart, I'll go one all. With my head, I'll go three 0 Wednesday. Great stuff. Uh, Lewis, thank you very much for uh, agreeing to come on, mate. Um, good luck for the rest of the season, but hopefully we uh, we beat you on Saturday. Yeah, cheers. You too. Thanks for inviting me on. Cheers, Lewis. Thank you. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.